Hey up, my name's Ben, and you're listening to file 9 of the YYY files. This file belongs to definitely the youngest lad we've had on a podcast so far, but it's definitely to say that he's not the most immature. He's one of the most mature people I know for his age, considering that he's got himself a YouTube channel already, all about Stoke City, and it's going to be great to talk about it, because not many people do it, and we all just want to know why, really. Harvey Todd, how are you, mate? I'm not bad at you. Um, I'm really good, mate. I'm, I'm excited you're here. So, the YYY files are Stoke City stories, and they're told by you. Without people like Harvey, the files just couldn't be possible. That's why I'm asking for you to share your story, too. If you want to appear on the show, like Harvey, and create your file, head to the website and click Create Your File. That's the yyyfiles.com or on all social media at the YYY files, or email the YYY files at mail.com. All addresses and handles have no dashes, no spaces, and no caps in them. Just a small disclaimer for this one. Um, since Harvey is under the age of 18, I've asked Harvey for his parents' permission to perform and broadcast this interview. They've kindly consented to do so, so we're fine to carry on with this. Uh, so without any further ado, Harvey, my first question, mate. Why, why, why are you a Stoke fan? I want to know from the very beginning. Well, my story's not like not the normal dad gets you into football. It was actually my fifth birthday in 2008 where okay. my, uncle, my uncle bought me a Stoke top for my birthday, but I didn't really have any interest in football. The only time teams I'd heard of at the time were Stoke and Chelsea. Um, fast forward a few years, because I was growing up and didn't want to upset my uncle, I just decided to support Stoke. And I didn't really want to support Chelsea. I don't think anyone would really. Wow, um, so yeah, I first got my first in, first started being interested in football about December two thousand twelve, and then I was like, yeah, this is this is something I want to be a part of, and you know. So that was then an interesting fa- time to be a Stoke fan, right? Because that was just as Mark Hughes was there, am I right? Or was that end of Pulis? Just end of Pulis. End of Pulis. Um, oh, okay. So yeah. it really was that transition into the dreariness of Pulis. I suppose you... You will have known about uh, the FA Cup in Europe. Of course you will. Yeah. But I suppose... Yeah. If, if it was only... all over the city, wasn't it? Oh, of course it was. But if you just caught the tail end of Pulis and that was when it piqued your interest, that's, that's yeah. such a shame. But then you mm. had Mark Hughes to come and save you a little bit for a couple of years. Yeah. It was really interesting, though, because I used to listen to the games on Radio Stoke and I always used to imagine the games in my head and it's kind of built up my football knowledge, vocabulary-wise, oh. in a way. So like I can kind of describe pieces of play, you know. Then... August 2013, so just before me 10th birthday, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Um, my uncle took me to my first game against Genoa and came through the, the gangways of the concourse and just the whole bowl opened out. Even though it had the corner missing, it still felt it felt massive compared to seeing it from the outside. And then went to a few games here and there. Didn't really, went about twice a year. It was I decided, you know what, I want the season ticket. So what was it that made you decide to get it? Because I'm assuming going twice a year, there must have been a pull from somewhere. Was it the players? Was it the football? Was it the fans? Was it just the day in general? Or I just it had a buzz for set a week or so after the after I'd been a game, even if we'd have lost. Yeah, I'd have had a buzz, um, and think what 
tipped me to want a season ticket was all my mates were starting getting season tickets at their team. Okay. And I just was like, you know what? Might as well get one at Stoke. Because I, yeah. I love going. Oh, fair play to you, lad. So, your first season then, which one was that, remind me? That was our relegation season. Oh, really? That is... Oh, so... Such a shame. It, it started off so well, especially with the results against Arsenal, Man United. Yeah. And then and then just over that Christmas time, it, it was just... Yeah, it was really weird. It's such a shame to have a season ticket for at that time, because yeah. you know, like you'll have seen the games on match today and stuff like that, but mm. it's... I remember, so I got my first season ticket, I think it was 2014, I think that was a couple of seasons under Hughes, that was the times where we saw peak Stoke, as in, yeah, yeah, like we hadn't achieved much in that time, but we were playing some of the best football I'd ever Mm. seen a Stoke team play. Them Stoke alone days, or miss them. And just to think how <laughs> how everything's took a sour turn, you know. Well, yeah, and like, don't get me wrong, like, we're some of the youngest fans on the block, and we know that some of the older fans will have seen all this before, but yeah. to experience it firsthand for the first time, it, it is tough, isn't it? And especially for you in your mm. debut season ticket season to be relegated. Mm. Yeah. It was my first, first season vlogging as well, that was. So it yes. was quite interesting. It was quite interesting. I tell you what, let's roll straight on to that then. So, for anyone that doesn't know, you're on YouTube, aren't you? Yeah. What do you do? I vlog Stoke City games. Okay. I talk to the camera, well, talk to my phone, yeah, and film the game for a bit. <laughs> film the game for a bit, and essentially, because I used to do this as well, I used to do it for the Bear Pit TV. The way I understood it, you're essentially giving people on YouTube an insight into what it's like being down at Stoke City if yeah. they can't go down themselves, right? Yeah, I mean, I've had fans from, I want Australia, South Africa, and somewhere else. It's amazing. Watching, it? and it's just to think that they've watched my video, Yeah. which is nothing, nothing special. <laughs> I oh, don't think it is. <laughs> you, you say that, mate, but not a lot of people do this sort of content, and especially no. at your age. And maybe if that's the only Stoke City video they watch, you are mm. their eyes, in a sense. You Pretty you, much, yeah. You said you've not been to a game until 2012, I think you said. Like, you know, mm. th- they've may well never been to the game, and the only way they mm. get to see anything like you do is with your camera. Yeah. I mean, I try and keep it raw, but kind of keep it snappy, you know. Cut the boring bits out, just keep the highlights. Of course, mate, yeah. I mean... I've, I've watched a couple of videos, mate, and it's not unlike all sorts of professional content that's out there these days, you know, like, yeah. you're a long, like, you're a young lad and you're learning as you go along, I appreciate that, when I was doing this content for the first time, it's tough when you start out, specifically when it's not something you learn in school, it's not something that, no. you can't even really watch YouTube videos to find out how to do it, really, I mean, no. you just gotta have a natural thing about you, a bit of investigation, yeah. and it takes time, doesn't it? I mean, I'm still learning now, and this is, I'm going into my third season now. Yeah. I mean, if you look at some of my earlier vlogs, you can tell I was a little bit nervous, and didn't really want to talk to the camera, but now I'm just there, like, <laughs> whacking it out in front of everyone, you know? Yeah, yeah. What was your first game, do you remember? It was Arsenal. Okay. The one where we won 1-0, yeah. and completely missed all the goal stuff, because I was just <laughs> living in the moment. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, it's it was a good game. But that I think that vlog was about 14, 15 minutes, something like that. And I don't like getting my vlogs over 10 minutes. Okay. I, it's just a no-go for me. Mm-hmm. And then just seeing all the feedback afterwards, it was like, this is actually pretty decent. Yeah. You get a weird buzz from it, don't you? Especially when it's from people you don't know and have no reason yeah. to give you a positive comment, and they do. What inspired you to do this in the first place, Mike? don't know whether you've heard of Spencer Owen. Yeah. By the way, for those listening who don't know. The 15-16 season, he did West Ham vlogs. Okay. That was the first sort of football vlog I'd ever seen. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, you know what, when I go down to one time, I'm going to give this a go for myself. Yeah. But yeah, I just really enjoyed watching their content, home home games, away games. And then it was only really last season I really properly got into like watching other vloggers, mm-hmm. seeing, seeing what they do. And, you know, when I started, I wanted to do something unique, which is something that I want to be. So I watched every single Bear Pit vlog from the 17, 18, no, 16, 17 season. And was like, right, Bear Pit focuses on the fans. I want to focus on the game. Okay. So I was just like, I don't want to copy, but I also don't want to, you know, I want to do my own thing. Yeah, right, yeah. So you, you know, you watch Bear Pit and you learn from them perhaps and understand mm. why they've been going for as long as they have and have as many fans as they have. But mm. I think you said it yourself, it's important to have your own spin on it and not copy off them because otherwise, mm. what's the point in having your own channel? Because everyone can exactly. watch everybody else. So yeah. your USP is you concentrate on the game, right? Yeah, pretty much. Sometimes I'll chuck in a chant a couple of times, yeah. but that's only when it's rocking I never put like a little chant in I normally tend to refrain from filming it or just cut it out in general mm-hmm. so the Leeds game when we had uh, Nathan Jones rocking round then I, was, I had to put it in you know because oh, it was a special moment yeah. and everything like that I remember some of the games that I did Bear Pit videos for and some of them it's it's nice isn't it sometimes to have that game like that Leeds game for example and all yeah. the emotions of that brought, and you've got it on camera and you've got yeah. it on YouTube for for yourself and other people to see, so you can go yeah. look at how good this day was. And don't get me wrong, we've not had an abundance of great days in the last couple of years, but you never know what mm. you'll, what you'll have in the future. By the time you've built up a bit more experience, you'll be going like the rest of them, and you'll have some proper quality content to see how I was there and film this, you know? Mm. I think the Blackburn Away as well, that's another one of my personal favourites. I managed to get the Etebo goal on camera. and then when the away end erupted because it was the first time I'd ever been in an away end so just to get that moment on camera as well it was something quite special for me yeah well anything like that because I remember for example a game that sticks out in my mind is the 4-3 Everton away from home Mark Hughes yeah that was a good game it was a tremendous game right Um, I didn't Mm. go I wasn't there uh, but I saw it on the telly and I don't remember the goals. Like I can go and watch back highlight videos, of course I can. But mm. it's not the same as remembering what it was like to go, Fwah, what a goal. Like yeah. remembering how it feels to win in the ninetieth minute with a penalty that we shouldn't have really got. You know, yeah. those those feelings escape you when you're doing a highlights video. Yeah. And um, not like a match day video like you do. So it's nice yeah. to have that emotion preserved. Yeah, I mean, the one game I wish I'd have vlogged was the Chelsea game in the Cup. 
mm-hmm. I, I managed to go down to that with my uncle and my granddad and still still got that vision of Butland saving Hazard's penalty. Oh, God, yeah. And just if I'd have got that on camera, especially the Walters goal as well, because I was going ballistic, mm-hmm. you know, the fact I was 12 at this time yeah. and the fact that we were beating the Premier League champions was like, wow. Yeah, big deal, right? Not something <clears> that's <throat> going to happen anytime soon, I'm sure, with Stoke. Unfortunately not now. Unfortunately not. Unless we get City in the cup or something, oh, and they well. play, and they play the under twenty threes or under tens or something, I don't think we've got much chance. I think, wouldn't they? Yeah. Oh well, never mind. Maybe one day. So, a question I want to ask: You see some people on social media, and they're like, oh, "I can't stand fans that have their phones out at games," and you see it rattling around social media a couple of times too. Mm. What's your take on that? Because you obviously do it, and obviously yeah. don't mind do it, and clearly wouldn't mind other people doing it as well. What's mm. what's your take on that? I I I'm, I don't mind it to be honest. It's just they can say what they want about it, but at the end of the day, it's not going to do anything to me, is it? No, of course not. You know, remember the old sticks and stones phrase, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, unless they actually get a stone and throw it at me, you know, which I won't advise because uh, that, wouldn't, <laughs> that wouldn't, wouldn't go down well for anyone. Um, down at the ground anyway, you'll get kicked out quicker than you can say sticks and stones. <laughs> I'm just trying to build my career off it here, yeah. you know, and if I, because I want to work in media when I'm older. Okay. So if I, this is kind of like my match day commentary in a way, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I absolutely understand that, you know, the things that I've done with Stoke and that I'm not even in media so I'm a designer by profession Mm. but having something that's your own little passion project steps you away from everybody else in a completely different Mm. regard to being academic or anything like that any experience you've got work-wise it just gives you a, a different cutting edge and in your case having it when you want to specifically be in media and you've got the evidence to say, look, I've been doing this since I was 15 years old or 14 years old. It's, yeah. it's a it's a big deal. And mm. I can see why you want to be doing this now so that by the time you get to the stage of, okay, I want to focus on what I want to do for a job more specifically, you've got that experience of going, I've tried this, I like it. I've tried this, I don't like it. I've tried this, I'm good at it. Yeah. And I think what you're doing is really sensible, mate. Thank you. I mean, vlogging wasn't the start of my channel. I used to make FIFA videos. Okay. They weren't that entertaining. To be honest, It's not. It, there's too many FIFA creators, and I felt like yeah. what I was doing was just pretty much either a knockoff or someone had done it like straight after me or something. Yeah. So I was just like, you know what? I'm going to put all that aside, and I'm just going to focus on... Stoke stuff. See, it's nice um, that you've not let that get you down. Like, and say, oh, well, other people have tried this, or I'll just get rid of this whole thing altogether. You know, yeah. you thought, okay, let's just take a completely different approach here. Still doing what I want to do, still doing what I love, still doing something <clears> that will help me in my career going forwards. It's one of them things, like, you just fall into it almost. It's dead interesting, isn't it? Like, so, when I was doing it for the first time, I think you touched on it before, how... People initially think by holding a camera up, you must have a thousand pair of eyes staring on you thinking, what the heck is he doing? When actually, yeah. in reality, think of if you see somebody with a camera recording themselves, you go, oh, there's somebody recording themselves. 
and then we yeah, get on with I'll... your life and you don't think about it yeah. twice, do you? And once you get that in your head and go, oh, actually, this is fine. It's not all mm. good for me to do at all. In fact, if anything, people are quite interested and want to know. Mm. It, it's just getting that nervousness out of the way, isn't it, I think? Yeah, I mean, it's only really this season I've properly started talking to my audience during the game. Mm. I'd do my intro, sometimes do an outro. Um, but this season I've you know, properly given my thoughts on it some some went down better than others um and just because that's what people want to see you know people you can hear people in the background saying oh this is effing whatever you know or other people saying it's really good people haven't clicked on my video to hear other people's opinions they've clicked on it to hear mine yeah and especially now where it's getting sometimes gets toxic sometimes results don't go our way mm-hmm. people want to know what you know a proper professional not well not professional but like a fan that's not had eight pints before the game or whatever <laughs> you know a sober fan at the very least yeah a sober <laughs> fan and tries to give an an intellectual opinion yeah well this this hasn't worked today but how about we try this yeah well because there's not enough content these days that do that no because we've dropped down into the championship and other things like that you find less people analyzing us i think tom thorough mentioned this on his podcast there's mm. there's less people analyzing us even if they do there's less data and whatever to analyze like because there's, yeah. there's less coverage so people have to guess and the only people <clears> that really truly know what's going on down there are the fans that are in the stands yeah and i mean give their time and attention like you do I mean, I've been down to, I think it was the start of March, I went down to an under-23s game because I'm quite interested in all the youth academy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what, I could make a series about this. You could, mate. And I was I was like, right, need some alliteration, academy access. Hey, nice. Because <laughs> not everyone's going to go down to an under-23s game, especially no, on especially on a cold, it was really cold as well. So I was like, you know what, we'll give it a go. If it doesn't go down well, I've tried it. And none other than Thibaut Verlinden had an absolute banger of a game. And it was the Reading game, I think it was the following week or the week after. I was like, and then when I saw him starting, I was like, wow. <laughs> You've just gone to see him and record him down at the ground. And then yeah. there he is in the actual ground a week later. Yeah, I mean, I did a, I did a whole play rating thing as well mm-hmm. um, after the game. I was like, you know what, when you get this Tebow Vlinden in the first team, he offers a lot more creativity than someone like McLean. And he's just so agile on the ball, as you've probably seen. And there he is, in the team. <laughs> in the team. And it's he kind of like... Nathan Jones listened it, to you. <laughs> well, yeah, I could say that. <laughs> same, with, same with Nathan Collins as well. Uh, I brought him up as well. Okay. So yeah, they, they I kind of got a bit of a soft spot for them now. Do you think that's something you going to think to do more of in the future then? Oh yeah, next season, every time they're down at the Bet365, I'm going to try and get to the game if I can make it. Yeah. And I'm thinking, instead of doing it a few days later, you know, doing it on the night, giving my instant thoughts. Okay. So yeah, there's a little ex- exclusive. How about that? Well, there you go. I, I think that's a great idea, mate, because not only do people not see what happens down at the academy, because... No one goes down there to cover it. Not even the club, really. We get the odd highlights no. video and 
we get the that's odd only, tweet. That, that's only when we've won like 4-0 or something. Exactly and, torn, right. and torn apart like Norwich under 23s or something. Yeah. And I know that last season and the season before, was it maybe? I I think the under 23s have done really well. So yeah. Tyrese Campbell as well, yeah. Wow. Well, so many players to celebrate. So many things to get excited about for this season, yeah. as you say. Tyrese um, Campbell, Valindon, Suter. So many names. So, yeah, I think it'd be really nice to have somebody like you as a fan, like you said, giving your own opinion on it. Mm. Just giving us a bit more insight into what goes on down there. Because I'll, I'll be honest, I don't have a clue. Yeah. I mean, I went to a game where Tyrese Campbell got a hat-trick, scored mm. some absolute banging goals. I did vlog it, but I just never uploaded it. Just don't uh-huh. even know why I didn't upload it. Uh, I think it was just... Like, no one's going to really care about this. It's an under-23s game against Fulham or something. But yeah, and then he was in the lineup the next week, and I was like, you know what? <laughs> you know, the academy games do matter. A lot of people think that they don't really matter. Well, of course they do, because if done right, these are the players, as we've seen, that are going to be in the team in seasons to come. So, I mean, look at Tom Edwards. Done that. Yeah, look at Tom Edwards, who's now our first-choice right-back, and he started exactly mm. in the sort of games that you're going down to see. You could be watching the next Stoke Legend and you don't know it yet. It's great. Yeah. It's weird, it's weird to think that though, isn't it? You know what? It's really weird. So, a little bit of personal insight. Uh, I used to go to Loughborough University. They did an under-23 game there. So, their university team versus the Manchester United under-23s. This was back in 2014. Marcus Rashford was in that team. Really? Now, I had no idea who he was, and I didn't have any idea who he was when he left the game. He didn't score. In fact, I go as far to say that he was crap. But <laughs> there he is, two years later, in the Europa League. And it didn't click until yeah. a couple of years later that I thought, I've seen this guy when he was 14, yeah. scratching around a university football pitch. And now he's at one of the biggest clubs in the world, one of the main men. And yeah. as you say, it, it is weird to think. It's remarkable. At the time, mm. you have no idea who they are. They didn't know what they could probably become. Yeah, it is interesting. So, as I say, I think you've got a, a nice little idea there, mate. And hopefully yeah. you can follow that through. Because that's got that little bit of uniqueness, as we mentioned yeah. before. Like, that's your USP. That's, your, that's what people are going to come to your channel for, I think. I'm really excited for that, mate. And I hope it kicks off for you. Because something like that, I'm certainly interested in. Like, I'll be real. Uh, Stoke City videos I don't tend to watch a lot of them mainly because I'm doing this sort of podcast so I've not got a lot of time on my hands but sort of tuning into the under 23s which I'll be real I don't have a lot of insight to it'd be nice just to have a quick Mm. breakdown game by game maybe not every game as you said if you can't go that's absolutely fine I don't need it drip Mm. to me but just enough to go oh yeah there's some optimism here because it's a good reminder that even if the first team are doing bad if the yeah. 23s are doing well as well, you're like, okay, there might be something to look forward to. And it's a good mm. thing to keep fans going to games. I think it was the, you know, the game we played Port Vale in the Czech Trade Trophy. Yeah. yeah. That's not the squad I went to see mm-hmm. against West Brom. I, I said, I think I said at the start of the video, I said, you probably heard a lot of these lads from the game we played against Vale. And I thought that was quite an unfair base to go off mm. because... You know, Vale, fully grown men. Yeah. A professional football team who play week in, week out. Yes, the under-23s do, but not to something that intense. Yeah. Especially in that atmosphere. You had players like Tom Pope bigging it up and everything. You're right. It's a game that Vale fans might remember briefly, and it's a game that 
we're definitely going to brush under the carpet, unfortunately, as <clears> Stoke <throat> fans. But you're right. They've done well to get as far as they did in that trophy. And yeah. to play Vale, which is a big enough test for the senior players, I think. Yeah. yeah. For them to do it as kids, and it must have been a massive wake-up call for them. You know, yeah. fair play to them. Fair play that they lost 5-0. I don't even mind. Like, Yeah. I mean, I was, I was watching it on my bed, and I was just like... I'm going to take it with a pinch of salt. You know, it's it's the academy lads. Yeah. Vale fans can brag about it all they want. But when we eventually play first teams again, then you know, that's what that's what your club is at the end of the day, the first team. Of course. You could have, for example, Forest Green in League Two, but their under-23s team could be, for example, winning it every year, second Premier League. Mm. But it doesn't mean anything because it's the first team that ended the day. Yeah, is of course. Whether your club folds or succeeds. Well, that's where the money is, of course. Like, fair play that it's not, it's not in the under-23s because they will grow. <laughs> like, of course they will. Yeah. And they'll get probably bought by bigger clubs if they're doing things like that down at Forest Green. But yeah, you're right. I, I think even though that the first team, of course, is what people focus on, the under-23s is nice to be involved with. And... If it leads to the first team, perfect. Mm. And then it helps as well. So say an under-23 lad starts for a game, then I can talk a bit about them before the game as well. Mm. You know, what, what they can offer and stuff like that. Yeah. Which is what I did with Falinden, and for the most part, I got it right. <laughs> I was like, I was I was mixed emotions when I saw him in the first team. I was happy because, you know, I did something extra up front that potentially Redden had never seen before well they probably wouldn't have but then I was a little bit nervous because you know cause I bigged him up all this time at school and stuff mm. and I was like just just don't have a bad game because <laughs> I would have looked really stupid well it might have done but I mean everyone can have a bad game I suppose but yeah, yeah. I know what you mean it would have looked pretty silly at the time but now personally I'd start him every game yeah you think yeah He's not really got any negative effects. He gets back and everything, which is what you want from a winger. But yeah. obviously Nathan Jones doesn't play the wingers. so Well, this is what's tricky for him. And hopefully we don't talk about the current Stoke City too much in this podcast for various reasons. Other people do it. But hopefully that Jones can utilise players like Belinden, even though they're not his bread and butter. There's potential there. And the good thing about mm. Belinden being as young as he is... Jones can probably make him whatever he wants him to be. He might even be able to turn him into a fullback. You never know. Yeah, if he's, I can. If he's got that trait of going back already, I can see him becoming a number ten. Yeah, I can see him becoming a number ten. I really can. It's really he's... interesting, isn't it? Because he's 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 dynamic. He's not a massive player by any stretch of the word. Oh no. But, uh, but yeah, you think if you, you look... could cut it against the big boys in the championship. Mm. I mean, if you look at the Borough game, he was. Out strengthening, you know, their six foot, six foot odd lads, and I was just like, flipping out. I, I forget like how many fouls he made in the first five or so minutes. It was a fair few, yeah. but yeah, he doesn't half get his body in for a little lad, does he? And that's something we want, though, fearless young lads. Yeah, that's it, and that's what Stoke have been missing for a long, long time. Players that care about the club, and people like the Linden, who've been at the club for such a long time, like... They're going to feel invested in Stoke. Even if they move on one day to a bigger club, you never know, right? But but they're going to go, I need yeah. to work hard. 
A, if I want to succeed at Stoke, and B, if I want an opportunity in the future. Like, yeah. Yeah, so hopefully that does work out, mate. Um, and hopefully good luck to them, and for you in the next season with them, good luck, because, yeah, that's going to be really good, I'm sure. A couple of questions I want to ask. So, in your short time of following Stoke relatively to other people, your best experiences, if you haven't got one, they don't particularly have to be part of your vlogging, just in general. Mm. If you've got a, a top couple, what would you say they were? The Chelsea game in the Cup definitely sticks out. Yeah. And the Man United game on Boxing Day. I didn't, unfortunately didn't manage to go. Mm-hmm. However, my granddad was streaming it and he said, oh, if you want to come over. Like, yeah. And yeah, we were going mental in the living room when Arnautovic scored that goal. <laughs> my nan was in the other room and she was like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's good though, and, because even in a time where the football's not been great, you've still got a couple of moments to go. Fwah. Yeah, and I still go the game. I go the games now with my granddad. Yeah, you know, some most times coming away a little bit head down. You know, not happy. But what, what does he think of your vlogging? Uh, he doesn't really mind it. He's he's all for it. Yeah, you know. Of course, yeah. He said if you if you want to do anything before the game, get there early or whatever. There was, I think it was the Norwich game. We went a few hours before the game. We got walked around by, you know, Anthony Emerson. Uh-huh. Uh, he walked us around for a bit, took us pitch side, showed oh, us some good. of... Yeah. It was really interesting to see as well and managed to speak to Angela Smith and oh, yeah, Nigel yeah. Johnson. Oh, very um, nice. I wanted to get them in the vlog. However, <laughs> they were they were having the dinner, so I was like, you know what, oh, I'll let them eat, I'll let them eat. Good, good, good. I mean, I, like, I've met Nigel, and to be fair, he's a lovely bloke, he probably would have turned around mid-mouthful and <laughs> said some stuff, yeah. but uh, no, fair play to you for leaving to it. Yeah, they're both good people, Angela and Nigel. I've got a lot of respect for Angela, she's one of the few Stoke fans on Twitter that actually talks some sense. <laughs> well, I mean, Stoke fans on Twitter, right, I mean... Yeah, I mean, I'm friends with a few people on Twitter, you know, through vlogging, they've found me, and then we've had a few chats here and there. Yeah. But yeah, there's some, for the most part, I don't mind, don't really mind what they put, you know, I don't retweet anything that's like a bit dodgy or whatever. Well, but yeah, some of the stuff does make me laugh, but you know, <laughs> it, it stops there, you know, and that's pretty much, that's pretty much why they do Twitter, just to have a bit of a laugh, you wow. know, clubs not doing well. You know, something to something to smile about. That's it. I mean, why else do you do Twitter? Like, it helps to have a bit of a moan sometimes. I mean, like me, I don't live in the Stoke anymore, so having a bit of a rant on Twitter when Stoke are playing is yeah. good because I've got nobody to rant to. <laughs> Maybe something yeah. comes on a podcast before we record, but uh, apart from that, yeah, it's uh, otherwise it's quite tough to rant about Stoke. So, thank God for social media in a way. Yeah, I mean, I do like to get my opinions across, but. I made a mistake at the start of the year, which I'm not going to really go into. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, now I'm just like, I'll be honest, but not go into anyone too hard that's, you know, becomes either a bit personal or a yeah. bit offensive. There's a, there's a line, isn't there? And you're a young lad and mm. you'll learn that. You'll need to learn yeah. going into media anyway, because you're right. There is a line. People want you to go up to the line. Of course they do. They don't oh, want yeah. anybody that sits on the fence because, let's be honest, anyone can do that. But, yeah, yeah it's important to be respectful of the players and the club and other people. Mm. You can 
you're more than welcome to have a go at them if you don't think they're doing their job specifically with the money they earn and the fans on oh, Twitter yeah. even like they might have free speech but some of the stuff they say you're more than welcome to call out if you think they're not being proper as well and being who you are and engaging with a few fans you've got a bit of a responsibility haven't you to, to set an example yeah I mean which is some, it's something I've started bringing to my vlogs uh, towards the end of last season was actually asking fans for score predictions and stuff like that mm-hmm. asking a few different questions so for example when Valinton started his first game I asked this old chap I think his name was Graham or something <laughs> what do you think of Valinton starting and you know just getting other fans in, in insight yeah. to the games and stuff which is something I've been wanting to do for a while um, however a lot of people do turn me down I mean, just like, no. people are nervous aren't they yeah I mean I have a lot of respect to the people who come on you know they don't have to come on at the end of the day no, I mean of course. I mean, we could probably get you on sometime next season if you want oh if I'm down there mate definitely I'll have a go yeah I always see you in the concourses oh, oh you should come and say yeah. hi mate I it's, it's hard on social media because I don't always recognise everybody. And uh, yeah. I'm down there with my dad and I'm like, right, let's neck this pint and get in quick. So yeah, yeah. Mean, by all means. And that goes for anybody else. I mean, you can't really recognise a voice. Uh, but if anyone's listening to this podcast and somehow recognise me down there, like, I'm not going to bite your head off. Come and say hello, right? If you want to yeah. come on the podcast, just say, hey, oh, I want to be on that. Like, yeah, go for it. <laughs> that, that's something I've tried to encourage my audience to do. I, I mean, it's... It's quite encouraging to like get fans coming up to you as well, saying, you know, keep up the good work, mate, you know, really enjoy it. And I said, you know, if people want to be in the vlogs and stuff, you know, then they can go for it. I'm not going to turn them away because no, the more the merrier. The more score predictions we have, it gives a proper spectrum to see, like, well, some older people have said this, but some younger people have said this, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All all sorts of things. Football's mad, isn't it? And football fans are mad. And nice to get a bit of diversification. As you said, people don't just want to listen to you. They want to hear other people too. Even though they're primarily there for your content, it's nice to have a broad spectrum, right? Yeah. Well, I tell you what, speaking of perspective and opinions and who's better than who, let's move this on to the Files FC, mate. For anyone that doesn't know, this is Harvey's ultimate Stoke team of past or present. Ideally, this is one goalkeeper and two each of centre-back, full-back, midfielder, winger and striker. Harvey, mate, if you could give a reason for each one, that'd be great, uh, because the votes are counted towards the main Files FC, which you can find on the website. That's like the ultimate, ultimate Stoke fans 11. And it's taken shape week by week. There's some common players, there's some not-so-common players, but that's fine because it's your own team. If you want to nominate a couple of subs as honourable mentions, that's fine as well. They won't get votes, but, I mean, whatever, right? You've said their name on this podcast, and that's the only praise they need. (laughs) So, if you don't mind, mate, with goalkeeper, away you go. Now, as a goalkeeper myself... Okay, um, I'm always looking at the goalkeepers at Downstoke, especially more recently Jack Butland. Yeah. Um, just mainly about like positioning, what and stuff like that. However, unfortunately, I never got to see this goalkeeper play, okay. mainly because he'd retired long before I was born. The, the goalkeeper I've gone for is Gordon Banks. Um, okay. Absolute, absolute gentleman. I've had the pleasure of meeting him. And yeah, just his positioning, just how across a, a shot could come in 
and you just step and catch it. You know, that's something I've tried to integrate into my game as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the only goalkeeper to bring football home. So. Yeah, of course. You know what? That's really interesting, mate. This is the first time anyone on this podcast, and I'm not knocking it at all because this is open to your interpretation, right? This is the first time anyone's ever brought up a player, and you might bring up a few, that you've not seen play. I think that's really interesting. What what made you want to do that? Just seeing like compilations of his saves, most notably the one against Pelé, just still blows my mind. I've watched it at least 50 times, yeah. trying to get my head around it, and it just still, I don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've tried to do it you know, over at the field and stuff like that, but <laughs> never, never comes off, always... Just still don't know how how he did it. I don't think he um, knows. <laughs> and just his services round Stoke on Trent. Yeah, he was a great ambassador, wasn't he? Yeah, and just for who he was as well, not just a brilliant player. Yeah, I think that's been well versed since he sadly passed. You know, one of the best things <laughs> to have happened in last season was the celebration of Gordon Banks. And yeah. Yeah, rightly so. He's got the send off that he really, really deserves. I think that's one of the best things the club did last season. So, yeah, yeah. and I think I I can't knock you for putting him in, mate. Absolutely fair play. Yeah, a few honourable mentions though for keepers. Begovic was absolutely idolised him before he went to Chelsea, mm-hmm. um, and it was the cup game. I keep going back to it, but he was playing for Chelsea, and it was just felt really weird seeing him in a kit other than Stoke. Yeah, especially as I was just getting into football. Uh, I was a goalkeeper at that time still mm. and just always looked up to the Stoke goalkeepers Butland as well more in recent years as well as he's been going off doing stuff with England still think he should be England's number one though mm. um, that doesn't go down well at school though that doesn't wow. people I mean, people yeah. always think Jordan Pickford's number one which sometimes I will have to agree with like the game against um, Holland the other week yeah. but he had a fantastic game but it would have been interesting to see what would have happened at the World Cup last year if Butland had got a chance, especially oh, in that, especially in that Belgium game, especially if Southgate played a weaker team. Yeah, and that, yeah, I, I, I really wish he could have got a game at the World Cup last year. Well, you know, I don't, you know, I can't knock the fact that England fans want a short person who can take penalties in goal. <laughs> like, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I, I dare say Butland to be able to take a decent penalty because oh, well, he used to be would. a striker he, he did used to be a striker. be a striker in his day not a lot of people know this it's a really interesting fact I think yeah I bet he could take a half decent penalty if he wanted maybe he can't do the best goal kick in the world but then no. as a striker you're not hoping him long are you so no. didn't get a lot of practice I'm sure yeah um, right back I've gone for Mr Stoke himself should be able to guess Andy Wilkinson. Good lad. Gutted I couldn't have been at his testimonial. But yeah, just he he deserved to get that goal. Yeah. Um, just still playing on with the head cut and stuff like that. Everything just, about him at Stoke was, you know, yeah. remarkable, wasn't it? I mean, I've got a little Stoke wall that you've probably seen in my videos. Mm. Um, couple, and I'll try and keep it to players that are currently playing. But... Andy Wilkinson's up there, pride of place. Amongst the favourites, would have been interesting to see if we'd have had characters like Wilkinson last season, what would have actually happened. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I've gone for two centre-backs. Mm-hmm. However, player at left-back is 
technically a centre back, but he Sorry. can play left back. That's okay. We've um, done this before, mate. Don't you worry about that. So my two centre backs are Ryan Shawcross, Stoke legend. He's yeah. gonna be in the Hall of Fame, isn't he? Yeah, he's, of course he is. The stuff he's done he, for us. He's gonna get a testimonial when he does retire. Yeah. Um, which I will go to this time. Um, of and yeah, just that the mistake he made against Palace really, you know, he didn't deserve that of all players. You know, he, why was it Ryan? You know. Yeah. It's a little bit upsetting. Obviously, that day, you know, trying to just clear it out of my mind, you know, I was gutted. Yeah. Um, but yeah, next to him, partnering is Ryan, uh, not Ryan Shawcross. <laughs> Two Ryan Shawcrosses, actually. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't mind a defence of Ryan Shawcrosses, but um, no, yeah, Robert Hooth. Right. If Danny Bart had been playing for a few more years, then he definitely would have been there. Yeah. Same with Tom Edwards at right back again. But yeah, Robert Huth, just absolute German brick. Mm-hmm. Didn't let anyone go past him. Well, he certainly didn't. Whether he took the ball with him or not, yeah, he certainly got the man. I mean, sometimes you need defenders like that, though. Oh, to, you do? Especially, yeah. especially to survive in the Premier League as well, which is something I think we didn't have last season. Potentially, As good yeah. as, good as Z- Zuma was, you know, I felt Zuma and Butland, it would have been a lot more... Um, it would we would have got relegated a lot sooner mm-hmm. without them too. Yeah, my left back is Bruno Martins Indy. Okay, yeah. Absolutely love, love Bruno. He gets his head on everything. I've noticed he gets in the way of everything. He doesn't care about himself just as long as he blocks that ball from either going past him or getting the shot off or whatever. He's he's always there and you can always rely on him as well. And the fact that he'd been chucked into the deep end, playing um, left back this season, he's done a decent job. You know what he has, hasn't you, he? He's not Nathan Jones's typical left back, but I mean, you, you can't knock him. No, not at all. I mean, when um, when he first went to left back, I'm like, ooh, he's not the quickest. No. Some of his some of his crosses haven't been great. Well, I think we're used to that from Stokes left backs over the years. But you know, it's not his preferred position, so. No, He's, play to I think it a go, you know? he could have easily turned around and said to Jones, "Look, I don't want to play left back, but he's he's give it a go, yeah, and it's worked for him." Oh, it has, yeah. Right mid is Jordan Shakiri. Uh huh. That goal against Palace, luckily enough, managed to get it on camera. Yeah. Um, that was a special moment, especially as everything went downhill after that. You know what? I genuinely thought when that goal was going in, I thought we might have stayed up. It's such a shame yeah. because we had the draw against Liverpool and I thought if we beat Palace, we've got a hell of a chance of beating Swansea, which of course we did. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the thing. I wanted to lose that Swansea game I just just to make that Palace game less painful. Yeah, so I was yeah. still getting over it months into this season, you know, especially when we were playing Bolton <laughs> on that cold, wet Tuesday night. I was just like, for goodness sake. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when that free kick went in, the ground erupted and that's just one of the moments he's produced over the years goals against Leicester Hull as well those Hull goals and I think he did struggle last season because he didn't have the best squad around him but he still gave it a go Mm. and look at him now won Champions League the other week I said look at him this season you know not featured in every game for Jurgen Klopp but how would you in a team like that and yeah as you said won a Champions League so for those that were knocking him you know 
Oh yeah, I mean, me man mate's a Liverpool fan, and every time he when he played for Stoke, um, there's a video on my channel last year. He was calling Shakiri fat and everything, and now he's praising him. Wow. And I'm just like, do you not remember this? Most fickle people in the world are football fans, am I right? Oh no, I keep I keep bringing it up to him, um, <laughs> just to have a little bit of a, a little bit of a dig because uh, yeah, Rightly it's so quite right. funny just to bring him up, bring it up to him. <laughs> Two centre mids, wheeling, you know, you can't go wrong. Coming ages ago, I can't remember. Of course not. Seem, I don't know the date off the top of my head. Um, don't want to say the wrong date and look stupid. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he, he, he was brilliant. The amount, of, as I think Elliot said as well, the amount of times we tried to replace him as well. Yeah. Never happened. True, in, you know. in Bula. Yeah, well. In Bula, as, as good as he was, yeah. as good as he was. Never could replace him. You know, we tried Charlie Adam as well, yeah. which I felt was trying to be a replacement for him. Mm. I still, still don't know why he's got, uh, why we let him go to Villa. But now he's out of contract. I'm hoping he can come back for a bit. Oh, you think? I hope so. Maybe not playing because I don't think he'd suit Jones's system that well. Because mm-hmm. uh, Jones likes to play fast attacking, and I don't think Whelan would be able to keep up with it Absolutely. as we saw. Well. As we saw. As we saw with Charlie Adam last season. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I mean, Wheeler's getting on now. You know, I remember yeah. when he was first on the Stoke team. He was never a young whippersnapper, and he certainly wouldn't be anymore. So yeah, I know what you mean. But it'd be nice to have a bit of character. I understand the sentiment. Yeah. Partner in him will be Bojan. Yeah. Yeah. It's just what player would we have had if he didn't have that injury against Rotherham? Okay. Uh, not Rotherham, Rochdale. I can remember coming back. Don't know what I was doing, but I saw Bojan on the floor and I was like, "Oh no," because <laughs> I knew I knew what sort of player we'd lose, yeah. especially as the the depth in the midfield wasn't the highest quality at that time. Yeah, I mean, yes, we had. I want to say we had Nzonzi that seat. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We had Nzonzi. We, we had Adam. He was doing all right. I mean, he was going to go on to score that goal against Chelsea, but apart from long passing, I don't really know what Charlie Adam. He's a good player. He's strong, but Apart from long pass, and don't think he's got any other decent traits. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Bojan, absolute wizard, and be sad to see him go if he does go in the summer. Yeah, I think it's likely, due to what's going on. Do you think it was the injury that ruined it, or do you think he was yeah. okay for a bit after that? And um, it's a bit bit both into it because he had that good game against Leicester at the start of the next season, yeah. and then. It was after the Stoke Alona stuff, then then he fell out with Hughes, and then it just it only goes one way when you fall out with the manager, doesn't it? Wow, well, of course it does. And no managers picked him up ever since. He needed that run of games, didn't he? And he never got it. Yeah, yeah it's such a shame, because he's such a good player. But Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure what game it was against, but when Jones said um, he's had he's had his games, we'll be looking to try someone else. I was like, yeah, that's Bojan gone now. Jones give him not as much to go I think as most fans would have liked but um, yeah. despite the by isn't it it's his call at the end of the day and if he goes for the management of him and Stoke City I'm for it you know mm. and then uh, speaking of leaving <laughs> on out of each yeah it had to be didn't it I think I mean he was a brilliant player some games he was better than others some games he won more than others but yeah always always got the goals when we needed them yeah. Didn't leave in the right manner, I don't think. No, of course not. He he, he really didn't. I think mm. he 
left for I don't want to say the right reasons. Yeah. He clearly no, I agree. Some sort of money. Um, yeah. And he might have stunk something in the club, and mm. the club made the decision and whatever. But yeah, yeah, I the fans were right to have a go at him, but I think the yeah. fans. Are right Stunk. to keep naming him in this team mm. because he was a great player. He is a great player, yeah. and it's just a shame that it looks like his incentive is to go to places like China and reap the benefits mm. there rather than yeah. stick out in the Premier League. I mean, I remember seeing that Instagram story, and I was just just so angry oh, at what God. I was seeing. I was furious. I remember it wasn't just that; it was just how he was putting his fingers up, and I felt. Like that was just a stab in the back almost. Yeah. You know, uh, we've been supporting him, pretty much paying his wages, and you know he's turning it around. Yes, he's produced some good moments, got us to places where we could have only dreamed of, like beating City two 0 But you've got to handle it the right way. And it was only after he got all this backlash that he did put an Instagram post out saying thank you to everyone at Stoke. But I don't think that was as genuine as it should have been. I don't think so too. And it goes the same for West Ham fans. I don't know how they feel about him now. I've not asked, I'll be honest. But uh, No. Yeah, he's he's an enigma. But I think that's why he was such a good player too. Mm. I think it was yeah. from Dot Magazine. He said, it's these players with a bit of fire in their belly, like <laughs> Ricardo Fuller, you know, yeah. had a fight with his teammate for goodness sake. But by God, he was a good player. And yeah. the same with Anatovic. Yeah, I mean, that game against West Ham really just, yeah, it wasn't pleasant. That was the only time me and my granddad have ever left early. Oh, okay. Because yeah. we, were, we were that furious with just Hughes, with the whole situation. We were just like, oh, we, wanted, we wanted to go home. We just looked at each other and said, right, we're off. On a more positive note. Yes, please. Kedwin Jones. Now, now, this might not be for reasons that may be quality-wise. However, he was the first player who ever scored live in oh, front of me. nice. I love that, mate. I think that's great. What I think it was, again, it was Leicester in the FA Cup. Okay. And I can remember I was so small, everyone had stood up around me. We were in the Q railing stand, so it's slightly shallower than where I sit in the deep, not like DPD, Tile Mountain. Mm-hmm. So it was slightly shallower, and I was really small back then, <laughs> and I couldn't see him doing his celebration, oh. which I was I was gutted about. But yeah. Uh, yeah, just to see him, just it was really special moment because I actually managed to hear him, you know what it was like when a goal went in. Yeah, I think the first the, time when a Stoke, well, any football fan surely hears a goal go in, it's the hairs on the back of your neck, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I've still I still watch the highlights back sometimes and just like yeah. <laughs> And such a weird game Always to remember it. back to, but and this is what I love about doing this team. Like you pick Kenwin Jones because of the one goal he scored in that one game, which nobody else cares about, but you care about, and I think that's great. Yeah, I mean the Genoa game. It was a nil-nil. Just seeing everyone for the first time, yeah. you know, seeing players like Kenwin Jones with his long hair and stuff like that, just little things like that. Yeah. And just seeing how tall and Zonzi was compared to the rest of the pitch. He was, not he? Yeah. Just, just little things like that, you know. And then finally, Rick. Yeah. Just that goal against Aston Villa, just always brings a smile to my face, you know. Yeah. Just how he did it, you know. 
never unfortunately never been able to meet him but he's always stood out for someone who I always have respected yeah never want to really like argue why he's a bad person or whatever because I don't really know that much about him because it's long before my time but he, all, he always scored goals and stuff like that which is what you want from a striker especially in your first season in the Prem we were tipped to you know go down straight away but we defied the odds yeah yeah that's my team and that's your team so you started off naming uh, Begovic on your bench I don't know if you want to give a couple more shout outs yeah sure uh, Jack Butland obviously um, Rory Delap just for who he was long throws and all that he yeah. pretty much gave us the reputation I've also really liked his Etebo this season okay He's he's been amazing considering he's small yeah he's still managing to hold off Players like Semi Ajay from oh, Rotherham. God, yeah. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what, mate. It's a good team, isn't it? It's not it's bad, a, is it? It's not bad at all. Apart it'd from Banksy, you've it'd got. It'd win a, the Prem. <laughs> it'd win the Prem. Well, <laughs> I mean, City are good. Champions League. Champions League. Well, I'll tell you what, stick them against that Liverpool and Tottenham team that were out in the final, and yeah, they definitely would have done. They were trash, weren't they? Oh, but, uh, so- yeah, apart from Banksy, you've got a very current team and I like it a lot of memories flooding back for me personally as well you know plays like oh, Jones like no one's mentioned Jones on this show yet but I remember that goal he scored against Tottenham in 2011 and it was I've never seen a goal more in the corner you know he struck it from outside no. the box and it was such a good goal yeah yeah a lot of people knocked Jones said he was a donkey and we know the song about him and Peter Wingy, but uh yeah. I I like Cam Win, you know. It's nice that somebody's brought him up. Well done, mate. It's a good team. Okay, so mate, I want to move this on a little bit to your current day and you being a Stoke fan now. So you being a Stoke City vlogger, what's your match day routine like? So pretty much starts from the previous night, to be honest. Yeah. Leave everything on charge overnight. Sometimes leave it. Um, depending on how cold it's going to be uh, sometimes leave it charging up until the moment I leave just so I get a lot of charge um, yeah intro the vlog um, normally either when it's quiet or just before I leave when on more chaotic days but yeah I intro the vlog then I leave to pick my granddad up then we head down to the stadium walk to Bet365 by via the incinerator path by the canal. Mm-hmm. Always by program as well for some reason. Oh, okay. Even though you got a season ticket now. Yeah. Even though I got a season ticket, I always always buy a program. I do quite like my reading. Oh, um, but yeah, I always buy it from the same woman as well by the gates to the incinerator. Oh, blast! By the bollards. It? No. Oh. <laughs> maybe, maybe she will next season. Maybe you should ask whether she wants to do a score prediction for a video. That's not a bad idea, is it? It could be a nice little weekly fixture. There you go. But yeah. For you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then getting to the ground, because we moved for last season, I just walked to the seats with my granddad because we're still not familiar where the seats are. Mm-hmm. Then I nip down, get score predictions, uh, sometimes go for a pie. Mm-hmm. And what yeah, type of I'm into me meeting steak, Ooh, uh, steak lad. and meat, meat and gravy. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it that one? Yeah, uh, yeah, I like yeah. that one. Oh, nice, good. Yeah, then the game starts. 
game happens, film out what film, yeah. and then walking back to the car, I have my phone out and I'm, I've already started editing by the time I've walked out the ground. ground. Really? Oh wow! So yeah. it is as soon as that then. Yeah, do my outro walking down the stairs because because <laughs> I sit quite high up, so we always filter out quite late because there's always queues. And by the time I step foot outside, I'm already editing it, you know, getting everything sorted because I like quick turnarounds, you know. Uh-huh. Especially for people who haven't been to the game, especially if something eventful's happened. Yeah. Yeah, it's normally all edited by the time I get home and then upload it. And it's normally uploaded within an hour and a half of the final whistle. That is normally. Great. Depends on how depends on the what state my internet's in. <laughs> and how how long it is as well. That's remarkable because I think of like when I used to do bear pit videos, they used to go out on if the game was on a Saturday, maybe the Sunday or the Monday. And then yeah. even the club, they released theirs way later than what yeah. you did. That's that's remarkable, mate. The match day VIPs are out normally on the Sunday or the Monday. Well, that's it, yeah. I tend to I tend to watch them over the highlights. Yeah. Uh, I love the match day VIPs. Oh god, mate. Yeah, it's I try and keep it normal, not like going up to the press boxes every week and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Try and keep it to something like what a fan would be doing, you know, something that you and I be doing well, every yeah. week. It's a match day experience at the end of the day. And mm. even though as before recording, you said, oh, my match day is not different to anybody else. I can't think of too many fans who their first thought of the day before is, damn, i got to get everything on charge. <laughs> like, yeah. And then like editing as you're walking down the queue to get out the steps. You, like, your match day is different, and that's what they want to see in your videos. It's the fact that you are different to anybody. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I do enjoy editing them, especially if we've got a good result. You know, I can look back at the goals and stuff like that. Sometimes they're more in frame than others. Sometimes people's heads are in the way, which is something I need to work on for next season. I think that adds to it a little bit, though. It adds to how real yeah. it is, especially for someone who's relatively inexperienced, such as yourself. You know, like it, mm. you know, it just shows like there's plenty of times it's happened to me on this podcast. It doesn't always go perfectly, but I think that's no. what makes it. I think that's what fans like to see. Like it's relatable. Yeah. I mean, there's sometimes where I've put the wrong score up. So, like someone will go, to, someone will go, because I always put the score up when people score. Yeah. Um, and I think it was the Preston game. I put Stoke with two one up, and we lost two 0 So that was quite embarrassing. Oh well, I mean, never mind. I didn't, I didn't realise I'd done that after, until a few days after. Cause someone messaged me and said, "You know, you've put the Stoke being two one up when we were one 0 down." <laughs> I was like, "Oh yeah." Not the other Because I. Kept it from the Leeds game. Okay. So I just copy and paste everything. Yeah. Well, you know what, mate? With all this vlogging you've got going on, how do you think it's changed you as a person since doing it? Isn't it a weird question? Because you're still a young lad. Yeah. And, you know, you'll be growing in confidence and experience and knowledge all the time at your age. Mm. But do you think that you've done stuff that you would not have dreamt of if it wasn't for what you do with YouTube? Definitely wouldn't have had like confidence and stuff like that. I mean, I've always enjoyed like doing drama and stuff like that. But little things like vlogging in front of my granddad, I wouldn't have done that at the start of the seventeen eighteen season. Yeah. But now I'm doing it, and yeah, he doesn't mind it. <laughs> he he loves it. Yeah. Well, that's it. I mean, it's it's surely nice for him to see his grandson doing something 
that he loves. Yeah. Regardless of what he thinks of it, he must think, well, it's nice to have something that he uses up all his time yeah. on something that A, you enjoy, and B, is well, B, is not harmful to anybody, and C, yeah, is useful, exactly. I mean, the Norwich game, he was like, oh, how come we've come early? And how come we're going behind the scenes? And he was like, oh, is it because of your vlogging? I was like, yeah. <laughs> See, you he know. wouldn't have done stuff like that if it wasn't for the vlogging. Exactly, so, little things like that. Little um, things like that. And, and the best thing about it is, you never know where you're going to end up with this sort of stuff, you know? Exactly. It's You only, you say, like two years into this. With yeah. a couple more years, a bit more experience, a bit more confidence, mm. a bit more fan engagement and a bigger following. And Exactly. It, it, it takes its weight and you never know where it ends up. I mean, the, you know me, Blackburn... Oh, my scarf just fell off my chair. Um, <laughs> We're leaving that in, um, <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was a wasp or a fly or something. I was like, this, this is brilliant. Um, Podcasting at yeah. the The Blackburn away vlog I did last year was a little bit of an experiment to see, like, what, A, what an away day is like, and B, whether it's something I'd want to take forward. Mm. And, yeah, it's something I will be taking forward into next season, doing a lot more than one. Um so there's another exclusive um yeah I, I love doing that blackburn vlog just the journey up there everyone was just so nice as well and like when i was on my way back editing the vlog it's only on my phone but you know well, people I mean, were people listen, were right? quite interested in it if people wanted professional content mate they'd be going to the youtube channel the stoke city youtube channel exactly like, they come to you because it's something different. It's something from a fan's point of view. They probably mm. know full well in their head that it's not going to be perfect. Because otherwise, you'd mm. be getting paid for doing something like this, which I know you definitely don't. No, no, no. And I think people forget this. Like, people who make Stoke content, I certainly don't get paid for doing this. In fact, I've lost more than I'm cared to admit doing this. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, and you don't lose like, money, you lose time as well, don't you? Yeah, I mean, there's some times where I've been under the weather and stuff like that, especially like during the week and stuff, schoolwork and everything like that. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm going to go. So A, I can vlog it. B, I can be there supporting my team, yeah. more importantly. And C, you know, people, some, like quite a lot of people rely on me for a match day vlog. Well, that's it. Like, it's, it, it's important to remember, like when I'm doing this, like it's easy to think, oh, it's okay, I'll leave it for a bit. But then... People said, forget about you. Well, not only do you enjoy it, like, well, people, as you say, rely on it. Yeah. I think it was the Wigan vlog from last year. I was going to edit it the night, uh, the morning after because I just wasn't in the mood to edit it that night. Yeah. And I was hovering my finger over the delete button and oh, just man. leaving it all. And I was just like, no, I'm going to do it because it'll just be an insight, you know, to, like, what happened and you know, yeah. that's the sort of attitude that creators of the future need. You need that attitude. Like, you don't yeah. need to be completely polished, especially at 15 years old, like you are. Like, mm. you need the attitude that you've got. And, you know, let's hope you never lose that hunger because if not, the stuff that you're coming out with already is, you know, good. And. Thanks. And the stuff that you're going to produce next season, by the sounds of it, is even better. And it will get better. Yeah. Get better. And, you know, with that, I wish you the best of luck for it. Because, like. Thank you. Yeah, it's absolutely fab, mate. Well done. I mean, as well, for the. Um, just like little things like putting in more, like, 
you know Casey Neistat. Mm-hmm. Just do, doing yeah. more, just doing more stuff before the game, in the style of that. So <laughs> little things like putting some music in before I've even left my house. Yeah. You know, just little things like that that kind of up the quality as well, and cutting more bits out of the game that people don't really need to see. Yeah, say like the opposition absolutely scars a chance or something. People don't really need to see that it wasn't close. <laughs> but sometimes, sometimes. Like last season, I only kept him for the ways after. That was it. But people don't really need to see that, you know. Mm-hmm. But the more important stuff, like Charlie Adam going over to the corner for the last time, yeah, and stuff like that, you know, that's pe- what people want to be seeing. Yeah, and I'm glad you recognise that already. Like it's nice that you're you're self-aware enough of your own content to go, you know, this was what worked, this is what didn't, and mm. that's how you're going to get better. Definitely. I mean, undoubtedly. I- I play quite close attention to the audience retention graphs on YouTube as well. Okay. Just like trying to, I've the graph on my iPad and then the video on my phone, and just like going across. Right, this is what I did here. Yeah. This is where people clicked off, and just little things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I say, that's definitely the attitude you need for somebody of your age, and yeah, it's going to be good. I can say. I hope to see your name up in Stoke City Lights uh, in a couple of years' time. So, watch this space, everyone, right? I'll tell you what. One of the questions I'm starting to ask everybody now is, and I think I already know the answer, and by the way, if you want to be the number nine, take all the penalties, score all the goals, you go for it. But if you had the chance to fit in at Stoke City as a career, where would you want to go? Um, It'd either be working in the media office doing stuff like that uh-huh. or playing in goal yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't say playing outfield because i like to produce in real life football videos and my outfield ability is not that great <laughs> i mean it's... you're 15 you never know you've got a, well you've got more time than i have it i'm 23 now i think i can safely say my football career is well at an end yeah i mean if I, if I could play in goal, even like just little things like making a video on the pitch at Stoke, you know, just being able to score a goal, you know, just little things like that, not even in, in a proper match. Mm-hmm. But yeah, either working it in media or the number one. Yeah, well, I think they're, they're two obvious but good answers, mate. So, uh, so fair play to you on that. I think it's time that we brought this to a close. But firstly, I want to ask if there's anything else you want to discuss or say, any shout-outs you want to give to yourself or people from your past that got you into football or have helped you along the way. I know you certainly want to give a shout-out to your YouTube channel and your social media, so this is your um, pedestal, mate. Away you go. So, uh, yeah, my YouTube is Harvey SFC. Yeah. And my Twitter is... Harvey SCFC underscore YT. Okay. Then I've got an Instagram as well, but don't really go on that. <laughs> yeah, I want to give a shout out to my granddad for taking me to every game I go. Yeah, good luck. Um, he pretty much, without him, I wouldn't be able to do what I do. I want to give a shout out to everyone that's either helped me along the way, for either featuring in a video or giving me a shout out and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I want to give a shout out as well to my good friend Oliver. Hey, up, Oliver. <laughs> um, he's 
he gave he always gives constructive criticism. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes it's harsher than others. Other times, but yeah, he always he always watches the vlogs and stuff like that. Oh well, you need um, a friend like that, don't you? A number one fan, as it was. <laughs> yeah. As well, I want to give a shout out to uh, Statue Demon Knight on YouTube. He always leaves really nice comments. So Aww. so does everyone, but his really do stand out and really do like. Even even if it's a bad game, he always cheers me up as well. Oh, well, I'll tell you what. If you're listening, Statue Demon Knight, was it? Yeah. There you go. Statue Demon Knight. If you're listening, Paul, you've got your recognition. Is that it, mate? Is that all you wanted to say? Or? Uh, yeah. Yeah? Well, i tell you what, mate. That was absolutely fantastic. I don't think you've done yourself any disservice compared to some people that have been much older and much more experienced coming on a podcast like this. I certainly wouldn't have been on a podcast at 15 years old. I certainly wouldn't have done YouTube at 15 years old. I mm. certainly haven't been to as many Stoke games as you at 15 years old. So, absolutely <laughs> fair play to you, mate. I think you've done marvellously on here. Thank you. And absolute best of luck with your YouTube. Sounds like for next season you've got some really good individual content, unique content, and I hope people at least give it a go because that's all I ask for with stuff like this. And of course, mm. I want to thank you the most for being on here in the first place and sort of giving up your no worries because it's no worries well it's people like you that make this show happen and it's people like you with interesting stories and broadcasting to other stoke fans that make this platform what it is so yeah well done mate absolutely well done but i tell you what i have got one final question for you and i hope you know what it is because yep i'm gonna ask you for a three-word title mate for this podcast I'll go for something along the lines of Stokes Young Vlogger. Stokes Young Vlogger. Way, I like that one. Nice and short. Well, as it is with three words, but <laughs> to the point. And with that, I think that's drawn a close to file nine of the YYY files. Firstly, one more time, Harvey, I want to formally thank you for coming on and sharing your story, mate. Again, you've done brilliantly for someone of your age. And yeah, you've been comparable to all the other episodes so far, including Nigel Johnson, including Elliot. All of them. Well done, mate. Thank you. Just a reminder that the show relies on people like Harvey for you lot to come and share your story too. If you want to appear on the YYY Files like Harvey and create your file, head to the website at com. It just shows that anyone can come and do it. You know, if Harvey can do it, the age that he is, I think that's perfect motivation for anybody to come and have a go. You know, it doesn't take a lot of technology. It doesn't take a lot of preparation. It just takes you to come and share your story i do all the rest and to be honest even that's not the hard work uh, but that's okay if you didn't want to do that but you enjoyed the file anyway and want to hear more subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review but most importantly tell your friends about the show i've heard some absolutely great comments over the last few days about the yyy files and i just hope they're being shared to other stoke fans as well so that they get involved too for the reasons that I've given in other podcasts. A, because it helps it to grow tremendously, better than any social media shout-out or anything like that. But B, because it will encourage more fans to come on and do this podcast. I promise you about that. Uh, so come and find us on social media, at the YYY Files, uh, or email the yyyfiles at mail.com if you've got any questions at all about coming on. It's all on the website, but all addresses and handles have no dashes, no spaces, and no caps in them. That just leaves me to say one more time. Thank you, Harvey. No problem. Thank you very much for listening at home. Until the next one. But don't forget, it could be your file one day. 
بزنید لیست فوتیو